Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Crank Recorders Podcast. We're back. We're back. It took a while. Sorry. I mean, it's school and whatnot, so now we're out of school, boy. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. those jobs. Yeah, we got we got real world jobs now, so that's that's good. Um, so, uh, Peter, why don't you do a little bit of introduction for those that don't know or those that may have just forgotten. Yeah, so for the 8 billion of you that haven't listened to this podcast, um, I, I'm Peter. That's not my real name, but it's what Griffin calls me. And I do space stuff, and I may or may not program some satellites sometimes. Uh, and I do a lot of robotic stuff. I'm more of a embedded systems kind of programmer. And I have a degree now. And so do I. Yes, um, I'm Griffin. I also have the same degree Peter does. Um, I don't do the robotics as much, though. I, I did help. We're going to get into uh, a little robotics we did thing we did later. Um, I, don't, I don't really got much to say. I just uh, I have a real job, and I'm a web developer. That's that's pretty much it. That's a good place to start. Oh, I moved to Austin, Austin, Texas. So yeah, um, I'm moving to LA. If any of you are in Austin, uh, let me know what's good in here because I don't know what it is. So. Yeah, if any of you are in LA, uh, you don't have to. I've been there before, but thanks. Nice. Um. Anyways, uh, what, what's going on with you, Peter? What's going on with your life? Uh. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm starting a job soon. I'm, you know, doing nerd shit. Doing that D&D campaign. Started it, wrote it, all that good stuff. Built a cool robot with you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to actually get into the Capstone project we did right now? Uh, yeah, okay. We, we can just do a life update. Um, yeah. yeah, so Griffin and I, over the last year, worked on a project, uh, an open source project called Autoset Controller. And the basic idea is that it's autonomous control for theatrical systems. So basically the idea is there's a... A modifiable type of platform that it's a free roaming two wheel tank drive platform that can support up to a thousand pounds and you can put whatever you want on it and then griffin wrote a program that enables you to queue it up and uh, design the paths for it design the speed at which it take uh, at which it approaches those paths uh, organize them in groups that kind of stuff if you're familiar with web development the um, controller portion for the pc itself uh, that's coded with um Electron and Vue.js, so it's kind of like cross-platform. And yeah, it was uh, super cool to uh, work on it with Peter. And the platform's programmed in C, baby! You know yep. how it is. Close to that yeah. hardware. Gotta love it. Okay, um, yeah, so that's us. That's how we've been doing for the last year. There's a bunch of other shenanigans that happened, but that's not really what you're here for, I don't think. Oh, um, should we reserve an entire episode for K? We probably should just never say her name again. Um, yeah. But, Griffin. Yes. Some weird stuff's been happening this week. Oh, do tell, do tell. Well, um, for one thing, do you know how net neutrality got repealed? Um, yes, back, back, way back when. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, it actually got repealed pretty recently. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's dead now. Yeah, and you know how a bunch of ISPs were like, oh, it doesn't matter if the government tells us that we can't do these things, we'll just not do them anyway. Right, because, I mean, if they gave you an indication that they were going to actually do something, then everybody would have been all on that. Right, but, you know, ISPs definitely have our best interests in mind, and 
you know, aren't out to monopolize their stuff, all that good stuff, right? right. Um, so Comcast did this really, really cool thing. Um, and what they did, did they was... they give everybody free money? Yeah, um, they actually gave every No, um, they did this really, really cool thing where on their website, until, uh, until the actual vote went through, they said that they... So the things that net neutrality uh, makes illegal are blocking access to lawful content, throttling the speed at which content comes to a person, and prioritization of internet traffic, or like paid fast lanes. And um, so Comcast committed to not doing those three things. And then they took out the line for fast lanes after the vote went through, hmm. which is super cool and great. Did, yeah. Was there like... It was like time time stamp like on the day that net neutrality was repealed. Uh, I don't know if it was on the day. Let me check. Okay, because that would have some pretty big indications on that. Um, but I, I mean, mean, it was you like can... the same year, regardless. Like, that's yeah, still the, the, pretty this telling. this is pretty much a case where correlation does lead to causation. So, I mean, wait, is that the right term? I don't know. Uh, it's a mystery. Um, but yeah, not super. It's not super hot. Right. I mean, really. not all ISPs, I think, are out to get you. Like, I can still think of a couple that are still, you know, Well, they actually changed guys. it before the vote went through. Oh, they changed it before? Like, six months like, before. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Maybe, Probably I mean, people, they assumed people would be keeping an eye on it when the vote went yeah. through or something. I don't know. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. I mean, either way, it sucks in general. Um there are some ISPs I don't think they're going to do too much damage. Like, I know Google. Well, probably Google's be not okay. really an ISP except for fiber. And huh? that's, like, in two cities. Yeah, it's in my city, man. Yeah, I'm jealous. But also, like, Comcast has a monopoly on, like, a third of the country. Yep, they do. And AT&T like... owns a lot of the big chunk of the rest, too. Yeah, and I feel like those are the companies that we got to keep an eye on. So, yeah. you know... It's it's a good time. Everything's great. Uh, or congratulations, this is the last podcast that will ever be started on the internet because uh, right. the internet's going away tomorrow. That's Can't wait how that. net neutrality works. Um, yeah. So the tricky part about net neutrality is like, uh, it's not like it's now policy that restrictive things are in place. It's just that they're allowed to happen. Um, right. So because. Net neutrality was essentially restrictions on big ISPs, and now exactly. those restrictions are stripped away. So now ISPs are like, "Oh boy, well now we got all these this freedom." Like there was no clause in net neutrality was like, "Oh, this is going to do X for the consumer, or this is going to do uh, Y for people who use our internet." It's just it's just all restrictions on ISPs to make it more consumer friendly. Exactly, but. I sincerely doubt that ISPs are immediately going to jump on the chance to capitalize on that um, because that would be kind of stupid of them. Uh, and as much as I dislike ISPs in general and hashtag municipal ISPs, go to my website, municipal ISPs. It doesn't, it's not, I don't have the website, Damn but you, you get the idea. Um, you know, they, they know how to run a business and they know how to work the public. They have marketing departments, so they're not going to like, immediately put you know paid fast lanes in they're not going to start throttling content if you don't if you pay for like a terrible package uh they're, they're going to be sneaky about it i think so yeah that that's how these companies usually are so keep an eye out when your contract updates uh when you have to renew 
there's not much you can do about it because again they do have monopolies but at yeah, least so that's going monopoly, on yeah uh, i'd public. say more lookout when like you get that email that says hey our terms and agreements have changed like you know when you usually just click delete on that you might want to this time probably take a second look and yeah. just make sure everything is still as okay as it can be and i mean as always someone's gonna catch it on twitter but you know See, I just feel like it's going to be a domino effect. One company does it, and then it's like, oh, well, they just took all the, the heat for that, so we're all going to do it now, you know? Right. Unless there's, like, enough public out. Well, basically, unless they wait too long, and then we put net neutrality back, which could happen, I hope. We'll see. All right. What, what, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen with net neutrality gone now? Well, I think I kind of summarized it already. I think it's... I think paid fast lanes are going to become a thing. I think that anti-competitive throttling is going to be a thing. If you're on Comcast and you're on AT&T websites, they might like restrict those because um, there's no regulations against that now, and it's like commercially advantageous for them to do that. Um, you know, I'm wondering if this could be the start of the rise for local ISPs. Like I know a G, as much as the I can't curse on this show. Uh, as much as the... Why can't we curse on... I'm going to curse on this show. You can curse on this show. Uh, it, is, it is a Crank of Codes podcast. Okay. As much as the dick that Ajit Pai is, like, hmm. he may have a point, but it's not really what his point was. I feel like local ISPs, like, are going to try to combat this as much as possible. Wait, 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 wait. What did, what did Ajit Pai say about it? Uh, it's going to... So he said that this whole thing is going to create more competition. Oh, but of the problem with that is monopolies crush competition. Right. So... Also, there's nothing in the restrictions that prevent competition because they're like the commercially advantageous things that are objectively bad. So like the competition that would arise is just going to be worse ISPs. Right. I I think what's going to happen is because I know in California they voted against. Uh, repealing that neutrality so what i feel like it's going to happen is uh state governments and and this is just a huge theory uh state governments are probably going to start funding local isps to help you know push them and say okay that we're gonna we're gonna create this local isp that's going to follow these restrictions that net neutrality had and in doing so we'll give you a little bit of money to help push you along the way to actually compete against these monopolies are trying to take over with their it doesn't even have to be state support and like local municipalities can take care of it on their own i know jacksonville was the first or one of the earlier municipal isps and they were the first gigabit internet service yeah that's true like it's viable but the tricky part is there's a ton of legal loopholes that municipalities have to jump through and with net net neutrality repealed it doesn't add more uh loops that uh, hoops that they have to jump through loops but um, they, it, the momentum is against them now. There, there's a lot of potential for new laws to come out that say like, oh, well, government shouldn't have a hand in ISPs, so we need to prevent them from doing that so that we can foster competition. Because capitalism solves all our problems, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's tricky. It, it feels like there's a time limit, a closing door on getting that to happen on you know, getting cities to take care of their own internet and oust monopolies or at least provide some alternatives. So, you know, things feel hopeless a little bit sometimes, which is pretty common uh, for the last few years, I'd say. That's true. 
Um, but the the most we can really do, besides obviously write to your congressmen, congresswomen, your congress folks, um, tell them that you want net neutrality back. Is there anything uh, they can really do? Because I mean, they had all their chances to try to like. Well, I mean, there's a thing. there's a majority. There's a Republican majority right now, and it's a pro-corporation repeal. But if we get a majority in the midterms, we being Democratic, you know I'm obviously a communist. That's how it goes. Confirmed <laughs> uh, on the podcast. I know, right? Point being, uh, there's something we can do, which is vote right to your senators all that get involved in the process you, you've heard it before just do it stop being lazy there are questions i wish they asked and this is gonna get political god dang stop we're already this. political just get into it um let's, let's dive deep let's dig in the mud so i i feel like they're not asking these questions to people that i want to ask them like one of them you know of course environment but another one would be like hey what are your thoughts on net neutrality you know and so that way they kind of like you know, bring one side to the table because I, I know they're going to have two different opinions on net neutrality because it always goes that way. For sure. Um, and well, then, I mean, there's multiple opinions, but you know, there's and two. That parties. would make my job as a voter much easier. You know, and get a second thought. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, it, it's a question that's worth asking at like town halls, especially since mm-hmm. that's where you have a chance. Anyway, this is not a podcast where we tell you how to run your life as a voter, and not everyone here is Amer- American. I assume. This is where we're just cranky. Yeah, but we're both American, and this sucks for us. So, uh, if you don't have congressmen, can you just, like, write to ours and yell at them, please? That, that, that would works. be good. That would be good. Uh, someone's got to keep us in line, and I don't think it's going to be us. Anyway, um, that, I think that's enough politics for the time being. Yeah, for net neutrality, I think, I think we covered that pretty good. <laughs> yeah uh how about how how do you feel about robots griffin well we built one didn't we we did build one i I feel like both of us are solidly in the pro robot camp um and personally i think they're really really cute um well it it kind of depends on the robot remember no no like okay you you know how no no i think those were cute you think those are cute i mean they were super dangerous but like sharks are cute okay point being Okay, like, you know Boston Dynamics, like, their big dog and stuff? The one that had, like, the weird giraffe arm? Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that, that one yeah, is super I think adorable. That. I think that's, like, the cutest thing on her. Okay. That's... So, like, I, like, you must understand I'm solidly in the, like, if it acts in any way like an animal, I'm into it. That's fair, but you also kind of got to realize it's kind of subjective. No, yeah, it's absolutely subjective, and I, I think... Um, there's plenty of people that don't like robots. There's actually an article uh, Business Insider published the other day about people kicking... Well, okay, so Starship Technologies uh, started a food delivery service that used uh, robots to deliver their products, which I think is a cool idea. Although, you know, there's that whole question of how effective they're going to be, they can't go upstairs, all that. But people are just, like, kicking them. They're just knocking them over. I feel that's so kind of my question is like when are they kicking these robots? Yeah, uh, well, I mean they're delivery robots. They take the sidewalks. Presumably, people just kick them while they're on oh, the sidewalk. Okay. 
uh, I mean, this is kind of off topic of the whole kicking thing, but when you deliver food, do they just, like, wait at your door, and then, like, you open the door, and then they're just right there? I mean, yeah, there's, uh, let's be real, Griffin, there's probably just an app, and then it's like, I, the robot's at your door. I, I know, but, like, I'm trying to figure, like, in my apartment, when there's a door, and then you have to walk up some stairs, and there's It's not gonna door. go in the apartment. Okay, I was gonna say if they just cr- if they were able to create like a walking robot that would just deliver your food. Man, DoorDash here. doesn't even go to my apartment. Oh jeez, come on! Sorry. If DoorDash isn't going my... into my apartment, they're not gonna let robots in. That's fair. Hashtag Pizza Friday. Hey, wait, what? It's P- it's Pizza Friday, Peter. Oh, true. Yeah. Anyways, we're way off topic. So they're kicking robots. And they're kicking robots. Why are people kicking robots? Um. I feel that's, um, you know, it's just, they're there, they're just rolling around, and people kick rocks, so, hey, look, there's a bigger rock, I'm just gonna kick that. They're not rocks. First of all, like, someone paid for that, so, like, that's kind of mean to the person. Second of all, the robot's just doing its job. What do you have against that robot? Do you know if there was any, like... Um, oh, is punishment the right word? I would use punishment. Do you know if there was any like punishments for people that uh, these things? I mean, I assume property damage if they like mess them up. But if they just knock them over, that the I assume the legal thing is like, oh well, you should have built a robot that doesn't fall over. Right. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh. So so the quote from uh, who is this? Uh, Ati Heinla. Uh, the uh, one of the co-founders of Starship Technologies said that some people just pass the robot and kick the ro- uh, they kick the robot a little bit. Uh, that's not really a problem, I think. If people have such an- anger management techniques, that's fine by us. Our robot just drives on. So apparently, the robots are just like good at staying up anyway. So the actual conclusion from this, I think, is that. One, people are jerks to robots. And two, people shouldn't be jerks to robots because robots are extremely powerful. I mean, that, I mean, in comparison to what? A human foot. That's fair. I mean, but compared to, like, the human brain. Well, I mean... I'm not saying that the robot's going to outsmart it. I'm just saying, if a robot can stay up when you kick it, right. maybe best not to anger the robot. I, bet, I guess it's time to call up Boston Dynamics, huh? Well, I'm just saying, it's not a good it's not a good idea to make a bear mad just because you're smarter than it. That's true. Um, yeah, also, I just, I I'm just not feel... scared of robots. Oh. I don't oh. think they're going to take over the world. Alright. But... If they do take over the world, I'm pretty cool with that, honestly. You, you think that you're think you're cool with your new robot overlords? Yeah, I haven't ever watched Futurama. Oh, I, it's it's not really a Futurama thing. What is it? I, I don't know. It's just, just sure it's robot overlords. Um. Anyway, lack of media consumption aside, um. I think they're. I think that these robots are really cute. You can look them up. They're they're just little. They got little. I think they're like four wheel robots. They got little flags on them. They're just little pods. They're like imagine a Roomba but just like taller. 
Yeah, I click on this. Everyone likes I'm, Roombas, right? I'm kind of interested as to how they carry the food. Okay, I'm guessing they put the food. Yeah, like a lid like on the top, little, probably. Yeah, it's like it's, it's kind of like this circular cooler with like a lid on top, and they just yeah. put it inside. All right. But yeah, it's just it's it's just a big Roomba. Yeah, I guess it carries your food. Right? Like. Yeah, no, no you're one, right. No one hates Roombas. Is it? Is do people just get mad at the the little robots because they're tall? Uh, is, I mean, is, the ro- is robot height is this why people are such dicks to Westworld robots is because they're like human height hmm. have we cracked the code and it says here that they're, they're blaming it on anger management I don't think it's just anger management I just feel like it's oh hey look at that thing I'm, gonna just, I'm just gonna kick it I don't I mean you have to make a conscious decision to like kick a robot that's like actively moving towards a destination that would be like yeah. tripping a biker like stick a spoke through their wheels except instead of getting sued they just keep going keep going yeah i think anger i I think people being jerks to robots is just like life imitates art kind of situation they just like i mean it's basically the premise of the article which is it shows how cruel humans can be well it's not even that i think people are just convinced that like they're supposed to be jerks to robots because like that's what everyone does in the movies yeah or it's like, I don't know, like maybe somebody lost their job to automation and like see a robot going around like, oh, screw you, buddy. <laughs> Smack. I can see that. Oh, uh, there was there was actually a very interesting commercial. Um I'm trying to remember the it was like a it was like a small Phoenix college. I forget mm-hmm. what it was. But uh it was like a nice animation of like this uh woman who was working at an automation factory and then like it like it has like a little time lapse and what happens is uh every so often this time lapse uh the people working next to her would disappear disappear and then her in their place would be like automation machines and oh then, yeah that commercial i've seen it you, you've seen it too yeah yeah and then she you know gets slit that she's fired because you know automation could do her job better and then mm-hmm. she decides to make the conscious decision to go to college and actually work on these uh robots yeah but i mean then, like having an outdated skill set doesn't mean that you should be like obligated by starvation to like pay for a new degree yeah i mean that that's starting to also get into universal um I can't think basic of income basic universal basic income yeah and i don't even think that's gonna work it's like, um it's gonna be tricky because i mean uh employers are going to start putting in automation into their work there's there's no stopping it at this point right it's it's, it's cheaper and yeah. usually better yeah a lot it's, of it's stupid to try to fight automation if you are uh an employer looking into growing your business it's but we also just have to like consider that hey maybe the goal of humanity isn't just to make a ton of money and produce a bunch of things maybe we should take care of each other like right. humans do in a society yeah but that uh, might be too controversial i just i just look forward to the day where you know there's robots doing the jobs that humans either can't do better or shouldn't be risking their lives for yeah i mean like uh, we're we're getting to that point like bomb squad robots are a good idea yeah no that that definitely is one and then eventually uh those people that don't have those jobs they just you know get a universal basic income because you know those robots are generating money and 
robots don't really can't really do anything with the paycheck so just yeah. give them to people you know i'm just worried that like employers are going to cash in on the ubi and then yeah, like yeah. not pay people the amount of money i'm imagining a utopia here peter but well it, it's policy i'm not a i'm not good at that stuff yeah i'm a programmer which is why i build robots and then complain yeah. about robots when they when people do dumb things to them um but you know sometimes sometimes humans are the ones giving robots trouble but sometimes it's just like nature um so like the opportunity rover which has been lasted has lasted for so long it's a good it's a transition was so smooth yeah dude (laughs) uh it's like i'm a professional podcaster or something already hit me up for how to make a good podcast.com.net.org uh, it's it's my new website where I teach you how to make a new podcast and transition smoothly between segments, even though you have no idea what you're doing. Um, but yeah, uh, Opportunity, which is like one of my favorite robots because one, it's cute, like all robots. Two, okay, it's in space. It is in Mars. space right now. And three, it's a scientist. That's really cool. That is robot cool. scientists are some of my favorite. They're doing their best. Um, and unfortunately, but hopefully not that unfortunately, Opportunity just got caught in the big old dust storm in Mars. And if you've seen The Martian, y'all know that dust storms on Mars are like not a small event. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular dust storm is supposed to last for months. Um, now, I mean, I lived in Arizona for a while. We had some dust storms that last for a couple of days, and that sucked. So you have to, like, walk outside. Yeah, you just get, like, hit by sand. Yeah, just a bit of sand. You just eat sand for the entire day. I suppose. But imagine doing that but not having a house, and then it's, like, 500 times more sand. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, if you're, there is no comparison between sandstorms anywhere on Earth and Mars sandstorms. Yeah, no. I mean, there is an exact comparison, which is Martian sandstorms are way bigger and worse and faster. (laughs) I love how the Washington Post uh, titled this article because it's it 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 demonstrates one of the things that I really really like about humanity how humanity deals with robots, which is NASA's Opportunity rover is fighting for its life in a Martian dust storm. Well, it's just sitting there doing nothing. I mean. It's doing its best, but like, so it, dramatic. Yeah, but you can like make an right action now, movie just, about that. It's just off right now. I would watch it. I don't even care if it's just a time lapse of a rover sitting on Mars for six. I months. was about to I'm say down. you're just you're paying nine dollars to see a time lapse of the rover, dude. Just I'd there. pay money to see the Opportunity rover. It's a cool I'd rover. I'd pay money to see it move, but I don't know about just sitting there while there's just a bunch of dust going well, around. Well, but that's that's the denouement. Is like. The dust storm clears, and then you see the solar panels open, and then, like, Inception style, you see, like, a little bit of movement, but was it the wind? Or did it wake up? And then the screen goes black, and the credits roll, directed by Wes Anderson. You think Wes Anderson would pick up a film like that? I don't know. He made a movie about dogs. That is, that is true. I, actually, I think he might just be more of an animal man. He made one about a fox man, and he made one about dogs, oh, and he made true. one about a hotel. 
Yeah, he goes. So next, he's gonna make one about a cat cafe. Nice. You predicted Wes Anderson, Peter. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Next, next Wes Anderson movie, uh, the Cat Cafeteria, and it's like a prison cafeteria, but for cats. It's it's a very dark film. Uh, It's actually uh, it's rated R for uh, violence and um, strong language. And also, hairballs. Because those are gross. So yeah, anyway, uh, about Wes Anderson. <laughs> back back to the main topic of this podcast. Of course. <laughs> excuse, but yeah, excuse the motorbike in the distance. Sorry about nah, that. Nah, it's all good. That's just the way of the world. Is Sometimes people ride on motorbikes and they're loud, and that just makes them cooler than you. Okay, if it's any consolation, it makes them cooler than me, too. Right. So, do you think that uh, Rover's going to make it through this? I mean, it's made it through a lot. Yeah, but and it, this is the biggest one. It's the biggest storm it's faced. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in JPL, dude. They make some good robots. So, um, wait, what's JPL? Jet Propulsion Laboratories, but they also work on the rovers. Okay, so they made this thing. Yeah, they do a lot of cool robotic stuff. I'm also going to be, like, within an hour of them I might try to visit. Anyway. Obviously they do, because they've made a rover. They made a rover that went to Mars and has survived for this long. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, But the tricky part is, um, and I mean, it's an issue with uh, solar panels on Earth, too, especially in Arizona, is uh, solar panels can wear down. Uh, You know, they have... Well, I don't actually know what they're made of for rovers, but... uh, Point being, there there's like transparent material that guards the circuits, but the drawback of having a material that guards the circuits, while it does protect the circuits, um, it can also be blemished by harsh dust storms and rocks and things. So if the glass gets cracked or gets mm. pockmarks or dust gets lodged into it, then the efficacy of the solar panel goes down, and eventually, like like that's why solar panels wear down over time, and that's one of the reasons that rovers tend to die um and it's it's a metaphor for something i'm sure but the environment doesn't like to let things stay the way they are uh nature will have its way even if there's no nature to be had because you know it's cool that's all the poetry i have for you today um what are they made of? So Solar they use semi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't use silicon solar cells. They use. I wouldn't know. Well, NASA uses a different kind than SpaceX. Actually, that's a fun fact. Uh, hmm. SpaceX just uses regular uh, terrestrial solar solar panels because, hey, wouldn't you know it? Elon Musk owns a solar power company, or yeah. founded one at least. So they probably just use those. Um, man, this article really does not give me any good information on anything at all. Thanks, Solar Power World Online. I trusted you, and you didn't Jeez. give me what I needed in my time of desperation. And now my trust is broken with you, and I will never go back to you. And you threw an ad. Okay, goodbye. I'm giving up. They're probably made of, like, bulletproof glass or something. That's that's the word on that. 
I'm sure it's strong material if it's yeah. kept going all this time. So I mean, for sure. But everything wears down eventually. And this is a long dust storm. And it's a lot. Um, I don't know if... I assume that the Opportunity Rover is able to uh, close its solar panels to protect um, them during dust storms. And then like it runs on battery power uh, until the storm reside, uh, subsides. Um, but there's a lot of questions that have to be resolved. Like, will the communications still be stable? Will the wheels still work? All of that. Not everything can be contracted into a box. So, I guess we'll find out. We'll, we'll have an opportunity watch for you. In half Do the they year. have an idea on when it's going to wake up or when it can wake up after the storm? Well, it's hard to predict the weather, especially long-term weather. Um, but, let's see, for the... Um, enjoy this peaceful silence while I scroll through the internet, gathering information for you and your compatriots. Um, yeah, no, they don't tell me. Websites are just not, they're not, they're not giving today. me the information I need today. Maybe net neutrality was maybe repealing net neutrality was right. <laughs> it just happened all of a sudden right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's it's been going for weeks already. Um, it's okay. just finally reached opportunity, I think. So probably not looking super good for opportunity, but it's already beaten the odds a lot of times. So right. hopefully it keeps doing that. Yep. Um, yeah. So, space. in other space news. Okay. Um, so, you know how the ISS is really, really cool? And it's one of the most interesting scientific endeavors ever to be taken on by humanity? Uh, yes. Yeah. I have and you know heard, how I've people heard, train I've for, like... rings of that, yes. Yeah. And you know how they, like, people train for decades and become, like, Air Force pilots and then, like, get, like, PhDs and mm -hmm. spend years designing experiments just for a chance to spend like a year on the ISS and execute them. Right. Well, I mean, they actually, they do actual work on there. Though. No, I know. Like they work really, really hard to design the work that they do on the ISS. And then they like have a reason to be on there. Yes. And yes, you know I how our country saying. is definitely a meritocracy and like allocates its resources where they would be best used by the best people. Yes. That's, uh, that's something we do. So there's this really cool company called Axiom Space. And they just recently announced, uh, it's, it was this week, this has been an interesting week, uh, I think it was June, well the article I'm reading on space.com was published on the 14th. Axiom Space says that if you pay them 55 million dollars, they'll take you to the ISS for 10 days. Jesus. Which like, on that's the one hand- in the first place. That's a lot. So, like, the only people that are going to be able to go to the ISS are, like, bankers, I guess. Who else has that much money? I guess Bill Gates. Yeah, just just people with lots of money in general. Fashion And, designers. I mean, yeah, does, um, wait, did the ISS, like, approve this at all or something? I, I assume so. But, like, who's going to stop them? Who's going to, like, show up in a spaceship when someone flies up to the ISS and the scientists are like, hey, 
why is someone here? Are they going to call the space cops? They don't have yeah. guns on the ISS. <laughs> they exist. Are they like, what are they going to do? Man, are we going to have just... to worry about security on the ISS now? Do you just vent them? Yeah, I, I feel like you really don't have to worry about security there normally. Yeah, because, you know, when, like, everything is usually chill on a big freaking spaceship, but, like, when they bring these guys here, there might be problems. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a history major, and I'm not, like, a geopolitics major, but I can't bring to mind any international conflict that extended to the International Space Station. Right. And I don't remember anyone, like, shooting anyone on the International Space Station, except in video games. Yes. Where that happens, probably, a, it happens a lot. Why do people, yeah, that, why do, people a, do that so much? I don't, There's I other don't know. satellites, you know. I know, but, you know, you think a big spaceship, oh, ISS. Like, China has a space station, too. There's a yeah. lot of space, sta- well, they I don't mean, anymore. But. Yeah, they, they did actually, didn't they cover that, Jesus, people are screaming, it's the loudest day in the year, apparently. Yeah, I don't hear them, but, um, are you, do you have ghosts in your house? I think I do. Um, they they did cover the uh, they did go to the Chinese space station that one movie Gravity Gravity that one. But was that on the Chinese space station? I yeah, assume yeah, that was on the ISS. Yeah, no. Well, what happens is ISS goes call. down, and then she has to she finds out there's a Chinese space station. So oh, okay. Yeah, she makes her way over there and heads out there. Because I remember like one of the problems about leaving us that satellite was like everything was in Chinese. And she had a bunch of problems trying to read it. And that gotcha. was like one of the big drama moments out of the like 463 drama moments on that in that movie. For sure. That was a pretty stressful movie. That was a very stressful movie. I liked it. I thought it was pretty. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a fine movie. Not, not totally up to, you know, space. Anyway, back to space back cops. To yeah, space so cops. So like, okay, who's the richest person right now? Uh, but Jeff Bezos. Okay. That fucker. Okay, that's another episode, Peter. Yeah, we'll get to him. Okay. So, fucking... Let's say, like... Yeah, Jeff Bezos. He just shows up on the ISS and he's like, Hey there, I'm Jeff Bezos. I don't know what his voice sounds like. I'm assuming it's just... Wow, that's, that's interesting. I have never... I've never heard Jeff Bezos talk. Is he real? Is he a person? I'm not, I'm not even sure. Like, I've heard Bill Gates talk. I could believe that Jeff Bezos was a malevolent AI. Huh? I would believe that he's a malevolent AI. Right. I mean, but I even heard Mark Zuckerberg talk, and he's the definition of AI. He sounds like a nerd. Yeah. Giant nerd. Um, anyway, so yeah. Jeff Bezos, so, the richest yeah, man on, on the Earth. space station. The richest man on Earth opens the, your gate the gate to your space station yeah and he's like the, hey the there. biggest case i'm the Jeff biggest Bezos. space station in the world i you. would like to camp out on your space station for 10 days right. so that i can be in space and the scientists what are you gonna do you've worked for like 40 years to get to this moment and you're like researching how plants grow in low gravity or whatever right or like researching vaccine treatments on like dangerous or like dangerous vaccine treatments on animals and stuff so you don't contaminate the earth or whatever that sci-fi stuff and jeff bezos just walks in and he's like hey i don't pay my warehouse workers enough and i let them have heat stroke so that i don't have to pay for air conditioning and you're just like 
fuck off, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, well, Jeff Bezos, I mean, I have been working so hard for this moment, and you're ruining my you're ruining my moment. Yeah. Um, I do think that honestly, they could, like, what are they gonna do on the space station? Huh? Are they just gonna like how many days yeah, is it not on the like, space station? There's not diversions. There's not right. like in and out. But uh, how, you're how many eat days? Pace for ten days and maybe run on a treadmill. But. Like, what are you going to do on a space station for, like, 10 days? Like, the people there, you know, the reason they go there for that long is to, like, do research. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Sabotage. Either... Yeah, that's true. That, They're going to send makes... up secret, like, Canadian spies up Jeez. to the ISS. And they're going to be like, hey, you're doing some science there. They would have had to think that somebody was going to do that, though. I, I mean, how, what did they do? I, I assume they, like, pat them down before they send them off into just, orbit. Just send them naked. You don't normally have to pat astronauts down. Right. But I guess that's what you'd have to do, is just, that's like, make sure you don't now. have, like, a knife. Mm-hmm. And then, like, make sure you don't have friggin' any flash drives, I guess. Yep, yep. But, like... $55 million is a lot for the layman, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so there's a lot of rich people, and I assume that at least one of them probably wants the ISS to stop being there. Right? Yeah. I Someone's mean, gotta not like it. Or just not like the U.S. enough to take well, down the Well, it's ISS. international. Someone yeah, just but... probably doesn't like countries. But, but who, who, who launched the ISS? I think it was a, I think it's modular though. Yeah, but it was it was us. It, it was the US that was like, "Okay, but we're going to send that thing to space now." That's uh, I I guess but like there's a lot of astronauts from a lot of different nationalities. It's not like Russia's going to be like, "Hey, I know I have an astronaut on the ISS right now, but I'd really love to blow it up." Uh, it's like yeah. international trust. I suppose, but there there's evil people everywhere. Yeah, um, my my concern is that they're just sending a bunch of randos up there. That, like, if you make that much money, your only your only desire in life is you know money. You know, so they're just sending all these guys with money up there, and that's not going to help at all. Yeah, I, I I can't. I I don't. If someone was like, "Hey, you can go to the ISS for ten days," I'd be like, "Cool. What do I do?" Right. And they're like, if they're like, we well, we need a programmer or whatever. And I'll be like, sure, I'll do some yeah. tech support for the ISS. That sounds rad. But also, rad. couldn't I just do that from the ground? Yeah. Like, the not... only reason to go to the ISS for 10 days is to say that you went to the ISS for 10 days. Yes, that it... Or, like or post on Instagram, too. Sorry, Portland. I actually really like this. I like Portland a lot. But you like what? Portland. I, I made oh. a joke at Portland's expense. Oh. But it's I okay. They have a lot of money. Okay, that's that's fair. But like, yeah, they're just—it's just gonna be like an Instagram destination. Oh, hey, what's up, fam squad? Just checking in at at you know the ISS. Oh, you know it's gonna be those dudes that have like gilded Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, hey, I took my helicopter to Buchanan Airport or whatever. I don't know. Right. Where do they launch they're... from? Huh? Where do they launch from? Like in Florida? Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where to launch. So, yeah, that's that's Kennedy ISS Space Center. Days. We're gonna be like, what up, oh. fam? It's gonna be like 
PewDiePie. He's just going to be like, ah, I'm screaming because I'm scared of the ISS because it's a scary thing. Yeah. And then he's going to be like, hi. He doesn't really do that anymore. But hi, fam voice. What does he yeah. even call his fam voice? He, he, he doesn't. Well, I mean, if we're getting I haven't watched PewDiePie now, in so long, Griffin. He, uh, I mean, first of all, PewDiePie was like, he says bro army okay but i mean honestly like his channel got a lot more mature okay uh, so now he like i don't even want to get into yeah, i don't want we're not gonna get youtubers today that might be an interesting one see i'm making enemies today it. we got portland we got pewdiepie we got jeff bezos mm-hmm. he's but an like, enemy to the state though he's no there's just everyone. there's just those youtubers that just make massive loads of cash that are probably just gonna point being pewdiepie could go to space and you know he'd make a vlog about it and you know That's I'd have to watch it because it's in space. Yeah, because And so space. the real cruelty of this is that now I'm going to have to watch another PewDiePie video. Oh, that's that's harsh, Peter. And that hurts my heart. Oof. <sighs> where does he... Is he, does he... Where does he live, anyway? Uh, Sweden, I thought. I know he's from Sweden. I don't know. That doesn't matter. I think it's Um. Yeah, so point being, if you're hella rich... Uh, I guess go to the ISS, but also know that you're going to be annoying some scientists. That's but, true. You know, that's just the way that you do, I guess. If I had that much cash, I'd say, hey, can I go up there and just be an engineer up there? Yeah, just like be the repair guy. I think everyone on this, every astronaut knows how to do repairs, though. That's fair. It's like part of the, you know, 40 years of training. Oh, that's the other thing, dude. You want to know how much training they have to go through? Uh, actual engineers or whatever? No, no, no. Like, the people that are paying the money. Oh, the people that are paying the money. Don't they don't have to go through training it's at all? 15 weeks. Oh, 15 weeks. Yeah. That's, like, not that much, dude. It's not that much, but I feel like that, that might be a turnoff for a lot of potential problems. I hope so, but also, like, that's not a lot of time. I guess since you don't have to do anything useful, you're just there to be rich. Right. Are they going to like have a gala on the ISS? They're going to be like, scientists, clear out for two weeks. Just do a yep. spacewalk for two weeks. I need to eat with Warren Buffett. Yes. And Bill Gates. And That's exactly it. Fucking Amancio I mean, Ortega, again, whoever There, there has is. to also be a ex- restriction for going to the ISS, or even space in general, based on... I like, mean, apparently not. Yeah. The re- apparently the restriction is money. Yeah, but, like, I feel like they wouldn't let, like, an 80-year-old up there or something. A what? Like, like I, ha- I have to think that age is going to be an issue. I mean, maybe. Like, but they're like, blasting off. Most of at... the really, really rich people are old, so... Yeah, but, yeah, and that's the problem with them, because you're going to be blasting off at, like, a super high inertia, right? Is inertia the right word? Oh, they'll have word. luxury cruisers. I-, I mean, you could do a space plane, I guess, but I don't know. Well, yeah, but, like, in order to get to the ISS, you got to break that atmosphere. Well, you don't have to break the upper atmosphere. You To be in space, you do. Low Earth but orbit is outside the, of the atmosphere. Wait, the ISS is out of the upper atmosphere? Yeah, if it was in the atmosphere, the friction would be a problem. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought... Okay, so, yeah, you do have to break out of the upper atmosphere. So, like, you got to go fast. Don't get me you wrong, go but, fast. like, there's good... We have good tech for handling G-forces now. Yeah, 
Okay. Like, we can fly people at above the speed of sound. I, I suppose, but, like, getting it to there, that, that's the issue I'm seeing. I think, if you're willing, uh, I feel like, yeah, they'll probably, like, screen for that in the 15 weeks of training, but, like, they'll probably have, like, fancy padded yachts on top of the spaceship or something. I don't know. I don't know what rich people do. Mm. I'm not a rich people. Also, apparently the company has only been around for, like, two years. Oh, real? Yeah. Hmm. But the CEO is Michael Sufrandini, who apparently managed the ISS program for a decade. So he knows that there's scientists on the ISS, and he knows he's going to be annoying them. Oh, but yeah, he's just like, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. What a jerk. What Why a are jerk. you doing that? I don't know. Well, uh, that's ISS. Yeah. And I like I came into this already kind of astonished at like the audacity of this. And I left a little more astonished because now I know that the guy who's sending people to the ISS to do nothing used to like do the ISS stuff. Yeah. So he knows how much tr- problems he's going to cause. That's kind of rude. It is, it is quite rude. All right, uh, Peter, um, we have a new special segment on the show. As you may be aware, there's a thing called Bitcoin. It's the Bitcoin um, update. Yes, so um, Peter, how is Bitcoin doing these days? Well, so for those of you who somehow don't know, Bitcoin is dumb. This has been your Bitcoin update. No, uh, okay, so Bitcoin works off a technology called blockchain, which is like a peer-to-peer network. And the draw to blockchain is that it's incredibly secure. But the reason that blockchain is secure is because it operates off an algorithm that scales with the amount of users that you have. So it's incredibly um, inefficient, correct? It's like O of N to the N. So like, at, so okay, you start with one user and it like takes one iteration and then you have two users and it takes four. But then you have three and it takes 27. And then you mm-hmm. have four. I don't even know what's. I don't even know what four to the four is. Two hundred fifty-six. Yeah. Like the scaling is absurd, and they want to get more people on the network, and it's consuming like one percent of all of the Earth's energy output now, and it's like ruining the GPU market. Point being, I don't think it's sustainable for security solutions. Um. So anyway, and and remember how Bitcoin crashed? To blockchain into like these standard applications too. Yeah, like I don't even hate Bitcoin. I just hate blockchain. Yeah, that's like it's a cool idea, but like we don't live in a post-scarcity society yet. Right. When we do, call me. We'll get to it. What's the Bitcoin price right now, Griffin? Oh me? Oh, I was yeah. asking you. Uh, oh, this, well, I'll this... tell you. It's six thousand four hundred and seventy-eight dollars, which is continuing to drop from its peak at like 20k i was about to say for somebody that's never heard of bitcoin before that sounds like a great great offer but how much has it dropped well i I mean like if you have a bitcoin sell it now like trust me but like if you don't have a bitcoin then it's not a good investment Yep, and you'll see that as we go through these episodes and do more of these Bitcoin updates. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, don't be don't be dumb. Yep. 
Sell your okay. Sell your, sell your, we are your running business. into the hour, and we kind of want to keep this under an hour because that kind of keeps us within the limit we got for this free plan. Especially I mean, when we start getting that money, we can. Well, uh, well yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 we're gonna have we're gonna have a hour long animated series every week. Yes. And our animators doing it for five dollars, but if we go over an hour, we have to pay them ten dollars. That's too many dollars, Peter. Yeah. Animation is just like you draw, right? That's that's easy, right? I can that do doesn't that take sleep. You could, yeah. So, I mean, so these guys they just draw a little bit better. Definitely so. don't pay your artists because that's not real work. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to all animators. To, I'm making jokes at everyone's expense today. I think that's a trend that's going to continue. So, Peter, support your local um, artists. Let's try to end this episode. We're going to give um, kind of something that we saw, maybe we liked something that was pretty cool and then we'll go on with our advice of the week how's that sure okay um i guess since i said it i'll just go first yeah you made this bad first episode um so thing i saw was uh, this episode from red letter media um kind of they go over movies um they kind of gave a plan to save star wars and their plan was to uh, they calculated that likely 73% of everybody who saw Solo was hardcore Star Wars fanboys. Sure. Uh, and the demographic of everybody else is lowering. So they said if seventy, if those 73 uh, hardcore Star Wars fanboys uh, were... Um, so they're making, a Boba, they're making a Boba Fett movie. And the guy oh, directing it uh, is actually the guy who directed Logan. Oh, God. Well, okay. Uh, All right. So they said they're going to just ignore the rest of the demographic and focus on the 73% and pay and charge each of them an interest, an entry ticket of like between 150 and $200. Now, it might be a little insane. But the thing is, these people already like go to these conventions that cost like 80 Yo, I went. I saw Solo. I'm not seeing Solo if it costs 150 dollars. I know, but like the, the the people, you know, like you're part of the moderate moderate Star Wars fan, right? I mean, I've seen every Star Wars movie. Right, so it's just probably moderate. But like, if they just focus on people that are like a really hardcore, they calculate they would make two billion dollars if people still went to see that. That were part of that 73 percent demographic. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. There's two. Oh, okay. That that's just what they said. I just, it, it, and it was mostly satirical. It was it was mostly a satirical piece because for sure uh, Disney has been doing terrible with Star. It's Wars. a new modest proposal, right? Anywho, Peter, uh, what's pretty pretty rad that that's that you've seen? Well, uh, going back to the project that we've been working on, Visual Studio Code Live Share is very oh my very god. Cool. Um. Imagine Google Docs, but, like, in an IDE. Uh, so, like, you can just do pair programming on different computers, but, like, you can see updates live on your computer, and, like, your compiler reacts to them. It was a godsend for our project when we were working at 2 a.m. to implement a path-following algorithm, and we were both, like, losing our minds. Um, so if we can operate it in that state of mind, you can operate it in any state of mind um it, it's incredible they, they've been making consistent updates to it uh your tweet is on their website 
yes. visualstudio.com.net.org. Uh, visual yeah, Jonathan oh. Carter hooked me up with the VS uh, VS Live Share. So yeah, it, it's it's in production right now. Uh, oh no, it's it's uh it's in beta now. Oh what? Yeah. Yeah. So anybody yeah. can get it right now. So it's like really really good. So if you do programming and you do like pair programming, if you're doing like startup stuff, or if you just work with one other person for like a group project or something, check it out. Because yeah. it's like Visual Studio Code is already good, but the live share really puts it over the top. Yeah, not sponsored, and it's free. So yeah, uh, yeah, that. Yeah. Also, it might have GitHub integration soon because Microsoft bought at that. So. Yeah, they did. We'll, we'll probably have to cover that in another episode. Well, yeah, it, it'll be news. Um, so advice. Um, oh yeah, advice? we give advice at the end of every episode. You may remember that if you watched the only other two episodes we put out like two yeah, years ago. Exactly. Uh, my advice is uh, get a Nest. Um, not 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 the Nest thermostat that costs two fifty. I recommend. Do become a bird is what he means. Right. That's that's true. But no, the Nest thermostat. Um, not the one that costs two hundred bucks. That one's a little more expensive. The one, that, not two hundred, uh, two fifty. The one that's two hundred. I got on sale for one fifty. Um, it is incredible. It's it's saving me so much money, electricity. It just turns on and off, like when I'm not even there. It just you know it says, oh, Griffin's uh, leaving to work, so I'm just gonna turn myself off. And oh, Griffin's coming home, so I'm just gonna turn myself on. It's 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 really nice peace of mind product um, that really integrates well. So um, that's yeah, my. I'm advice. usually really really skeptical. Skeptical. I can't talk today about, about smart Internet of Things stuff. And like smart devices in your house, but like, that's pretty cool. No, it's 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 really neat. Um, I do understand a skeptic, but um, I mean, I've I've had it for this long, and it's really cool. So, well, Peter hasn't knocked your door down yet. No. My advice is, um, if somebody tells you that a particular structure or action is the right way to do things. And you can't immediately see why it's the right way to do things and why it's an advantage. They're probably telling you that because it it benefits them, not because it benefits you. See, now that's sage advice, Peter. Yeah, don't be the sucker. If you don't know who the sucker is, it's you. I'm sure you've heard that. But it's relevant. That's fair. So yeah, on that note. That was a podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for um, tuning in, guys. Uh, we're going to try to keep doing this every uh week yeah uh, if our schedules become too cluttered we'll probably just drop it down to every other week but we'll uh, like let you know it'll be a planned thing instead of just dropping off the face of the earth like oh for sure for sure uh i'm gonna be starting a twitter page soon for the podcast uh probably at crank encoders if that's been taken i'll think of something and uh say in the next episode uh tweet us your questions comments there we'll pick them up We'll go through them. Do yeah. some, do some maybe like Q and A on the podcast. I think you can trust us. We're professionals. We are professionals. So, um, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, I've been Griffin. I've been Peter. And see you later. Bye.